so I just really had to, I don't know, dig deep and use the fact that I knew how bad I wanted it, even if my brain was telling me I didn't, and just kind of take the first step and go. And of course, it, seemed, it didn't get easier right away, but eventually doing that little by little, it did. I'm Brian Kramer. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is making smaller shifts. It's the small shifts in our lives that can create epic outcomes. Your journey to be more deeply connected into the life you truly deserve starts right now. Welcome to another episode of Humanly Possible. And I'm here with an incredible person, human, uh, Nikita Ducro. Um, she's a freestyle BMX. I almost said BMW. Um, <laughs> a freestyle BMX athlete whose goal is, and she's actually training for uh, to be on the, and and her striving to be on the uh, podium at the Olympics. And so um, I'm insanely honored to have you on here today and talking about your your own shifts and your mindset as you're preparing to. Uh, get to the Olympics. So thank yep. you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. You got it. We have a, a connection through your aunt and your mom. I've been to yes. conferences and done work with them. And so I'm, and, and I've been following your uh, adventures and the things that you've done. And I mean, what, what I, what, what kind of is cool, cool to me, um, just, you know, looking from the outside in is how you've, uh, really made the shifts in your life to get to where you are today. Um, regardless of, of the Olympics, what you've done to even just, just be where you're at and do what you do and fly in the air is pretty amazing. So, um, my hat's off to you. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious just to kick this off. Um, tell, tell me like what, what's one thing that you felt like was maybe like a, uh, a, a shift in your life that maybe at the time it felt small, maybe it didn't, um, but it was something that ended up becoming, uh, while it was a challenge, it was something that you're so glad that you you got through and you completed, you accomplished. Well, I think kind of spinning it around, um, one thing growing up was always that uh, small things were big to me. Um, like the normal things that a person would do in the day, like go to the grocery store, go to school, um, be on a soccer team. Like as a kid, most of those things would pretty much give me a panic attack. Um, so I kind of like grew up trying to little by little get over these small things or like work through these small things to turn them into big things. Um, and I think probably the something that seemed small but ended up being huge was um, starting to work with a sports psychologist. Um, didn't really know what to expect out of that um, and kind of just jumped into it and honestly started it originally just to help me with like my normal life anxieties, but it ended up being such a huge thing for my sports career. Um, 
uh, you know, Jason, Jason Richardson. Um, so him also being a pro athlete, um, prior to becoming a psychologist, he had a lot of insight and working with him, uh, developing a relationship with him over, I don't even know, since, since I graduated high school. So maybe five, six years ago, um, changed a lot for me. So that's amazing that you, you went from this place. I mean, man, that, that is not just a small shift, even though it may have seemed like it at the time, like going to the grocery store or something we all take. Now, nowadays we actually can't even, nobody can really, True. you know, <laughs> it's kind of ironic, like going to the grocery yeah. store is something we take for granted. All we're of us. back it's in like, my comfort zone. <laughs> we're, we're all back in your comfort zone, but yeah. um, yes. So it's kind of funny, but, um, but what was the, what was the incremental shift that you remember back to that time when you said, okay, um, the thing that's going to get me to the, to the, the shift that's going to get me to the grocery store. What's, what was that? I remember it like the first few times it was mostly my mom just kind of turning it into, instead of just like an errand we had to run, she would turn it into a goal. Like just today, your only goal is just to come to the grocery store with me. And, you know, I was little, so obviously she'd probably like include a treat or something to add a little extra motivation. Um, and every so often I would go to the store, but then as it kind of like, once I discovered BMX and as it kind of grew a little bit, I think the shift was just using the passion that I had for bikes. Like I really wanted to ride my bike and eventually the driveway wasn't enough. I wanted to go to the skate park down the street you know, 30, 30 minutes away, which to me was like a no go. Um, and so I just really had to, I don't know, dig deep and use the fact that I knew how bad I wanted it, even if my brain was telling me I didn't and just kind of take the first step and, and go. And of course, it seemed, I mean, it didn't, it didn't get easier right away, but eventually doing that little by little, it did. Well, so these are to you these are like huge shifts when when you finally got to that place like you got to this got to the park um you were able to ride your bike you got to the grocery store you got to uh um you got to an event um that you were riding at um was it something where you finally like when you got there it you felt like accomplished like wow this is this is what I, where I'm meant to be. I'm so glad I got myself to do this. Or was that, that even a different feeling? I mean, for the most part, once I got there, you know, so if it's, if it's an event, for example, I'd settle in and just have that sense of relief. I think mm -hmm. the bigger sense of relief definitely came when I got home after and realized that I'd done it and nothing, nothing bad happened and I was fine. Um, and then that definitely, although every time for me was like a new situation. So I would kind of go through it all over again. I would at least have that in the back of my head. Like, all right, I survived it last time. Like we made it happen. We can make it happen again. Mm. And now, now as you look back and you stand in this, this place where you're at, um, how does it feel? It feels pretty crazy. Just, I, would not have ever thought that I would be at this level in the sport, traveling the world voluntarily, 
and like living in another state without family. Um, honestly, like living outside of my parents' house. I remember I used to like cry to my mom when I was younger, like, I'm going to live in your house until I'm like over 30. Like I'm never going to be able to go anywhere and do anything. So definitely being here, like it happens all the time. I just kind of sit down. I'm like, Whoa, like, how did we get here? (laughs) (laughs) And you're just, just so everybody knows where are you at and what are you doing? Um, I currently moved to North Carolina. I've been here since January. From um, San Diego. From San Diego. Uh, previously Sonoma, right? Sonoma, yeah. Um, and I'm training. Basically, I moved here to be closer to this training facility and group of athletes from, I think, about seven different countries who are all training together here pretty much every day. That's all we do. Um, and I just... I really liked the group of guys and girls and I really liked the environment that was here of just the mentality of everyone's just working towards the same goal. Um, San Diego is a little bit more relaxed, which is great, but I needed a little bit more structure and tough love. Um, so yeah, so that's what I, why I made the move out here for now. And you're specifically training for the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, the Olympics are kind of the, next big event that we have there's also we have a whole um, world cup tour with multiple stops and then at the end of the year we normally have a world championships so there's quite a few i mean obviously now everything's been canceled or postponed but um there's definitely more than just the olympics to work towards although that's kind of like the big event Mm. so I, I want to like just go back into the sport of what you do, and um, it's it's pretty um, pretty intense when when you're when you're on. I would imagine when you're on a bike and you're you're uh, at least when when you were maybe first going to to do your first uh, um, you know thing that big challenge. What what did that feel like, and what was that on a bike? Mm, yeah. I would say the first one, actually taking it way back, I was going to say the backflip, um, just because that's a very mental trick, but going even further back at the original skate park that I used to ride at, uh, it's called Ramp Rats in Santa Rosa. And there was a roll in basically, and you would go down it to hit the jump. You could ride around the skate park without hitting this roll in, but that's what really gave you the speed. And it was just really steep. You would look over the edge of it and it was just straight down and i mean if i were to go to it now i would probably look at it like what what took you so long like what the heck but i would go up there and sit up there for hours and i would not go down it Mm. and i mean that thing tormented me and i don't know one day i actually think my brother my little brother julian who doesn't even really ride bikes. He was just with me at the skate park. I was trying to get him into it. So I would have somebody to do it with. And he was like, if I do it, will you do it? And I said, okay. And he just got up there and just dropped in. And I mean, I'm always, you know, think I'm such an overthinker and I'm analyzing everything. And he just got up there and did it. And so I think that just kind of, I mean, it motivated me, it inspired me and just showed me like, all right, if he can do it, he doesn't even ride bikes, then I just need to, 
put away all this thinking that I'm doing. I have much more skill, so I could obviously do it and just just kind of drop in. And I think about that all the time now when I'm, you know, attempting much harder tricks, but it, it always comes back to that. It just like, I know I can do it. And it's just shutting down all those thoughts that are telling me I can't. So is most of what you're, what you um, are doing or what you're saying is that it's mental, like there's, it, it's all a, a mental game of how you do your next thing. Like the next thing that you're trying to accomplish, the thing that you haven't done before, whether it's even just a small thing or, or a big uh, uh, challenge ahead that you're going to learn something new or, or get yourself ready for something. It's like, how do you, how do you get yourself mentally into that mindset? Um, yeah, it's so mental there's definitely you know tricks and stuff that are physically hard and you have to keep doing them but i feel like there's so many things i could do even now that i don't because i'm just scared and i'm holding my back myself back because i'm scared um and so now like something i've been working on lately to avoid this because obviously i'm trying to get better fairly quickly as you know, this huge event comes up is just, first of all, not let myself, not give myself the time to think. Um, Cause that's like my worst enemy is when I'm sitting there thinking about it and thinking of all the things that can go wrong and thinking about the fact that I don't want to do it or do I want to do it? And then, you know, it just feels like your head's going to explode. Um, and then something like with my coach that we've been working on is just breaking it down into small steps. So instead of looking at it like this huge thing, break it down. What's the first step? First step is just to drop in. Second step, jump. Third step, spin, for example. And little by little, like I could just try the first thing. I could just try dropping in and then I'll see, okay, that's fine. I can do that. And then add the second step in, drop in and jump. All right, that's fine too. So it's just, I think what I'm learning right now is just, making it smaller, not making it seem like such a huge thing. It's a lot easier to tackle that way. Oh, that's great advice. Um, I know there's a lot of, a lot of things that you, um, that, that you've overcome and, uh, just even getting out there and doing what I, I hope everybody has a chance to go up and see what you actually do on, um, on, on YouTube or, uh, or Facebook. Cause it's, it's like, it's uh, it's really extraordinary what how you how you uh, move around and and just the the time that you have in the in the air is like <laughs> kind of like Michael Jordan level holy wow um, <laughs> it, 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 when you're in the air I'm curious how does that feel do you think about it while you're in the air or do you are you already to the next step I think it depends on what trick you're doing but. Um... For example, some tricks you do right as soon as you come off the jump. So in that case, usually you think about it right before and then you do it and then it's done. And then you're kind of looking ahead to the next thing. Um, but with some tricks, you have to jump first, balance your bike out, and then do the trick. Um, and in that case, those are the tricks that are harder for me because you have that time to think. It might just be like a split second, but you have that time to be in the air and say, I don't want to do it and just keep holding on instead of spinning the bars around, for example. So yeah, that's a, uh, I think it just depends on 
what obstacle, what, what you're doing, everything's so different. So what's the, what, what's the craziest, uh, thing that you thought I can't, there is no way in the world I'm ever going to do that. And you did it and you just walked off and you went, Oh my God, I just did that. That is incredible. What was it? And, and how did you do that? Probably the biggest thing so far has, was getting on a plane again. Um, I honestly kind of have that feeling with like almost everything I, I have done, not even like contest results or like those kind of achievements, but like starting with the time I went to the skate park for the first time, I had that feeling of like, well, all right, I'm not stuck in the house. Um, but going on the plane for the first time, um, cause when I was younger, I'm I'm half Swiss. So we would go a, a lot to Switzerland, to Europe, to visit my dad's side of the family. And then when I was maybe 10 and kind of the anxiety started getting really bad, I stopped going. So my family kept going to Europe and I'd stay back with my grandma. So at that point, I was pretty certain that wasn't ever going to fly again. I wouldn't really go to, I wouldn't go to the grocery store. I wouldn't, I was going to be living in my parents' house as an adult. Um, and that's, that's kind of around the time when, when I met Jason and then there, this contest popped up in South Bend, Indiana that I really wanted to go to. And at that point I'd been riding for a little while. Um, I was probably going to the skate park more frequently. It was starting to become more of a normal thing. And I was like, I really want to go to this contest, but we can't drive there. We have to fly. And I remember talking with Jason and just, you know, I'm fighting myself. Like half of me wants to go to this contest so bad. And the other half of me was like, wait, hold on, panic. No, this is bad. Don't do this. And I remember talking to him like, all right, I can't book this flight. Because once I book the flight, there's no going back. Like as a 13, 14 year old, that's a lot of money. And once I book it, like I have to go on this flight. And so I didn't know what to do. I was like, I can't commit to it because I, I want a way out. And he said, all right, you have two more weeks to think about it. And on this date, you have to make the decision. You have to book the flight or not. And I think that helped me for sure. Having this date, having the time to think about it, but also having an end to when I could think about it. Um, and I just, on when that date came, I was just like, I still wasn't, I hadn't convinced myself, but I just kind of did it. And I was like, all right, we just, I have to just click by and see what happens the rest of the way. Um, and obviously since then, uh, in usual circumstances on a plane, like every other week. So it's basically become a normal part of my job now, which is kind of funny, but it was definitely the thing that I did not ever think I would be doing. Wow. So, uh, that is, you know, I, 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 I seriously thought you were going to say like backspin, roll, double kick, start, like some kind of incredible trick and here <laughs> you're talking about getting on a plane and that's amazing because you know the 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 ki kind of stuff you're doing out on uh your bike looks so um it, it, excitedly um um 
challenging and maybe even with a level of, of danger out there. And, and yet you're looking at the, the biggest, one of the biggest achievements again, as getting on the plane and, and flying. And I think that, um, it, it's kind of, kind of interesting too that you in both instances you're flying um <laughs> one is one you have to purchase a ticket and the other one you can just get on your bike but yeah uh, in both cases it it's kind of the way that it's interconnected is so fascinating to me that um uh that that getting out there is is um you know and trying that and it's so relatable to just about any kind of big challenge that we're all trying to t- take on and and how do we shift our excuse me, our mindset so that we are uh, um, committing ourselves to that date, that time that we're going to get on the plane and we're going to, we're going to go and, and, um, and do that. And kudos to you for now being on planes every, well, <laughs> up until now, every other week, and yeah. even going to live somewhere else to train for, for, uh, for the, you know, for, for the um, uh, upcoming challenges and events and and then eventually the olympics so um i'd love to leave off with just a last final quick question and that's what is um what is that one thing for you that you feel like your your life is now forever changed and you you believe um actually let me let me restate this what is it what is it for you that you believe is now forever changed and will allow you to step onto that podium at the olympics I think growing through all that anxiety and still growing through it, um, even to this day, as well as riding bikes taught me so many lessons about how to, um, make the first jump and to just keep going. Um, no matter how how many times you crash. So obviously the first jump is like, when something just seems so scary and you're just standing there, like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Most of the time, the hardest part is that first, that first jump. And once you just, whether or not you fully trust yourself or convince yourself that you can do it, if you can somehow just go, just take the jump, usually it gets easier from there. Um, and also obviously with bikes, and the tricks that we're doing comes a lot of injuries and even just daily crashes like to us or to other people, you know, the a crash that might bring them to the hospital is something we do 15, 20, 30 times a day just to learn a trick. And so not letting that crash affect you, not letting it get into your head and put doubts in your head and instead just getting right back up and just using that as motivation that you're getting closer to the end goal. I think that's one thing that like bikes have really taught me. Wonderful. That I can't think of a better way to leave off. And, um, and, and I really appreciate you being so transparent and open with all of the, all of the shifts in your own life and how you've overcome them. And, I cannot, I, I could talk to you all day and, and ask you questions about how you do certain things because it's astounding, but um, we'll leave it at that for now. And we'll have uh, some links to your, um, to what you do in the show notes so people can go check you out. And I awesome. can't wait to see you standing on that podium. Thank you. Yeah, it was really, really great talking to you and hopefully we can make that happen. Oh, we will. 
Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you love this episode, please subscribe. We love having subscribers just like you. Download a few more episodes. And if you feel moved, we would so appreciate a review. I'd love to also hear your key takeaway. What impacted you from this episode? You can tweet me your answer and reach out on Twitter at Brian Kramer. That's Brian with a Y, Kramer with a K. And definitely be sure to join us in our Facebook group. We have just under 3,000 humans just like you and me looking to connect even more imperfectly. Until next time.